What is going on, everybody? This is your man, Alex Robson from the Robson Sportscast, welcoming you to... Whoa, 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 dude, dude. Whoa, what, what's up, Sean? What's up? Come on, man. When I said I wanted to bring people on the show and advertise other podcasts, I didn't mean come on and take the show. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, man. I was just like... I'm just super excited, man. This is super, a really awesome thing we're getting ready to start doing, man. So I uh, just a little over anxious, a little over anxious. Don't worry. Don't worry. You'll get your chance to bring some sports heat along with the rest of the podcasters we're going to feature on the show this week. All right. All right. I got you, man. But first, hit that intro. You are you. not Yo, 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 it is Sean from the Come On Man Sports Podcast, and you're probably real confused right now. Why is Alex Robson from the Robson Sportscast starting off the show? Why am I so excited right now? It's because this episode is the first ever Come On Man Sports Podcast Mega Showcase. What is that, you may ask? We are bringing on a bunch of different podcasts to talk about a bunch of different topics in sports. Give them all a chance to bring some sports heat, as we like to say. And that is basically what this week's episode is going to be. And it's going to be awesome. So stay tuned in for more. But first, I wanted, I'm not going to say hit that intro. You probably thought I was about to hit that intro again. No, I'm not about to say hit that intro. But first, I want to wish Renee a very happy anniversary. He's not going to be on the episode this week because him and his wife are enjoying their anniversary weekend together as we speak. Nine years, what an accomplishment, what a good example to me and to many others. Thank you, Renee. Thank you, Lucy. Thank you for being great co-hosts of the show. Yes, I consider Lucy a co-host of the show as well. Anyways, let's get into the sports heat with all the other podcasters right If people say your dreams are crazy, if they laugh at what you think you can do, good. Stay that way. Because what non-believers fail to understand is that calling a dream crazy is not an insult. It's a compliment. Don't try to be the fastest runner in your school or the fastest in the world. Be the fastest ever. Don't picture yourself wearing OBJ's jersey. Picture OBJ wearing yours. Don't settle for homecoming queen or linebacker. Do both. Lose 120 pounds and become an Ironman after beating a brain tumor. Don't believe you have to be like anybody to be somebody. If you're born a refugee, Don't let it stop you from playing soccer for the national team at age 16. Don't become the best basketball player on the planet. Be bigger than basketball. Believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. You cannot tell me that Colin Kaepernick should not be on an NFL roster right this second. 
Moving all politics from the situation, I believe yes. Colin Kaepernick should be signed to an NFL roster. I'm sure he's better than half, if not 75% of some of these backups. I mean, is Kaepernick better than some of the backup quarterbacks in the league? 100%. It doesn't matter who you are or what you are. Uh, if you have something that brings goodness to the table and, 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 and in his in respect to Colin Kaepernick, if he can bring something to the quarterback uh, position, I think that he deserves a chance. Absolutely. Look, you can agree with the guy or not for kneeling for a national anthem. You got to respect the fact that he is risking it all his whole career for the cause that he believes in. Aren't you supposed to bring in the best guys, the best guys to compete at every position, even if it's a backup quarterback? He needs to have a job and not because of social justice. He needs to have a job because he's one of the 64 best quarterbacks in the world. And if this guy can help your team out, you sign him. He's better than our backup. He's sometimes better than the star. Kaepernick should be on an NFL roster somewhere. It's kind of crazy isn't he's not on a team. Even a third stringer, second stringer, he should be on the team. I mean... You got 60-plus quarterbacks on rosters right now. You tell me he's in the 70s as far as best talent in the world right now, quarterback? I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Anyways, moving on to the next topic is going to be covered by Divine Sports Gospel. Love their show. Um, They're going to be talking about why LeBron James, the king, should be this year's NBA MVP. So congratulations to LeBron James, the 2008-2009 NBA Most Valuable Player. Why LeBron James should win the 2019-2020 NBA MVP award. So the race is pretty much between LeBron James and Giannis, and both sides definitely have their arguments. The reason why I chose to pick this uh, prompt is because I definitely am a LeBron fan, but watching, being able to watch this dude from when I kind of became, so I'm 24. So when he, I remember getting a jersey during one of my first kind of memories was like, it must have been 2003 when um, I got a, my brother got a Shaq Lakers jersey and I got a LeBron Cavs jersey. And the thing about LeBron is, and this is regardless of the MVP talk, I'll, I'll, I'll explain my reasoning in a bit, but he's the only thing I've ever seen live up or even exceed the hype that he was given. And I mean, like the amount of hype this kid had coming out of high school and dude, his high school games were being broadcasted on ESPN before that was even a thing. This dude was the chosen one and all he did was do everything that was asked or everything that people thought he was going to do plus tenfold just the everything he's done everything i mean people could be like the decision that's all bullshit he is truly amazing on and off the court for being in the spotlight for as long as he has been pretty much his entire adult life with his upbringing and being able to not get into any real trouble if the biggest if the biggest thing someone looks at an athlete of LeBron stature. There's only a few of them. There's like the Ronaldo's, the Messi's, the LeBron's and the biggest pet peeve or like the biggest like thing people were angry about is that he did a, a decision to pick his team back in 2010 
at a boys and girls club, which he rose, which he raised money for charity. That's what people are like. Oh yeah, dude, I hate this. I'm like, dude, come on, bro. But so that's a little bit of my LeBron rant. The reason why I think he should win MVP is that he's 35. He's still performing at a level that is honestly, I've never seen a 35 year old (laughs) perform at any, any sport at the level that this dude's doing. So if the season ended, so if they didn't bring up a new season, which they are going to, and I, I truly believe the Lakers have as good of a shot, if not the best shot to win the um, championship, regardless of if Avery Bradley's playing or not. LeBron ended the season with 25.7 points per game, 7.9 rebounds, 10.6 assists, 1.2 steals, and 0.5 blocks per game. So if you look at Giannis's stats, they're better, but you also have to put into consideration that LeBron is 35 years old playing in the biggest... He, dude, he, he's LeBron James. He's been LeBron James, and he's still... You watch the you watch the last dance, right? And you see Jordan. And I'm not saying that LeBron is a better ba- I, I I truly believe that LeBron's a better basketball player than Michael Jordan. But Michael Jordan and this might sound weird if you've never like I mean it kind of sounds weird, but I think Michael Jordan's the best basketball player of all time. But if you look at basketball as a sport, like take out all of the ring everything like that, LeBron James is the best person to ever play basketball. Just everything about this cat, bro, athletically all the shit and he's 35 years old. He's been doing it for since he's 18 and he comes in the season right everything that happened with Kobe rest in peace and all this dude has done is just perform and perform and perform at the highest level at the age of 35 do I think Giannis is a shot and if we're talking statistically does he deserve it yeah I I totally understand other people's arguments and why Giannis has a shot and I think Giannis in the future has a shot to become a multi-time multi-time MVP but the thing with LeBron is there's a couple of different athletes. There's like I, I do the same thing with Mike Trout. There's some people when you're that good at your sport and you're that and you're the best at your sport for that long of a time, you can't win MVP every year. You just can't because people are gonna be like, dude, every year this guy wins MVP. In reality, is LeBron the best basketball player and has he been for the last 15 years of his career? Yeah. Should he have won MVP majority of those years? Yes. But you can't just give the same guy. Same with Trout. Trout's the best baseball player possibly of all time. He should win MVP every year. He won't because people are like, oh, like I'll give it to Yelich or I'll give it to Bellinger. Even though in reality, or I mean, they don't, they're both in the NL, so that argument's a little weird. But overall, I think uh, I think LeBron, especially, I, I'm, I'm excited to see how the bubble works out. I think just as an ambassador of the league, I think MVP sometimes goes more than just stats. Like, what this dude means to the Lakers, what he means to a lot of people like worldwide, like my generation of fans grew up with LeBron. I mean, I remember his first, I mean, I wouldn't say I vividly remember, but I remember his first game. So seeing from that to like, I mean, his whole career, man, you got the fuck they, when he was playing the Spurs with Zergutis Okowskis and fucking Larry Hughes were the best players on his team. He was my age when he brought the Spurs, like this dude is, it's been an honor to watch his career. I hope he has many more years in the tank. But I feel like he deserves, and I think this is one of his last shots, unfortunately, to get the MVP that he rightfully deserves. And I hope that the NBA does that. Whew. Talk about some sports heat to open up the show. Divine Sports Gospel with the fire about LeBron James. Hey, man, I agree. I agree. LeBron has deserved the MVP at least five or six times, seven times maybe even. But like you said... He cannot win it every year. The NBA is not going to give it to him every single year. So, is this year going to be another year 
where LeBron misses out on an MVP maybe he should have? Or does someone else possibly deserve to be the most valuable player of the NBA during this crazy chaotic season? And I think you guys know who that other person I am talking about is. Giannis Atentacumpo, the Greek freak. And to cover why the Greek freak, Giannis Atentacumpo, should be the NBA MVP, I have my friends Matt and Alex from the Matt and Alex show. Let's see what they have to say about Giannis Atentacumpo possibly winning the MVP. Knocked away and stolen. Here's Middleton. Giannis trailing the lob. Giannis Antetokounmpo for Chris Middleton. Alex, the MVP for NBA. This is all you, my friend. You, uh, you love the NBA. I love the NBA. I just don't know as much as uh, as as you do about it. But uh, our take on um, Mr. Giannis Antetokounmpo as being the MVP. And it seems like to me, you know, and some of the research that I've done and, and watching this kid, I mean, he is absolutely phenomenal, right? And despite a tremendous season and memorable moments from LeBron James, who seems to be, you know, number two to Giannis at this point, he simply couldn't compete, you know, with a historical statistical season for Antequampo. Uh, I mean, he averaged nearly 30 points, uh, 14 rebounds, six assists, uh, you know, despite playing less than even 31 minutes per game. Um, he's the leader, uh, the, I'm sorry, the leader, uh, the league leader in assists, uh, James, you know, he powered through, um, I mean, made the Lakers best record in the Western Conference. But Antiquampo's Bucks had by far the best record and net rating in the NBA, which makes the 25-year-old more than worthy of his second straight MVP. What do you think about that? What's your take? Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis is definitely the MVP. I'm sorry. I'm um, sorry, LeBron fans. He's having a great year. He's uh, second in the MVP voting, and he probably should be second in the MVP voting on his own team. Yeah. Anthony Davis has been the better Laker this year. Um, Giannis, or he, excuse me, Anthony Davis leads the Lakers in points, rebounds, and blocks. He's been a better defensive presence than LeBron has. LeBron has been amazing. Um, he's been amazing. They're, they're number one. In the, in the West, and that's amazing. Everybody has knocked him for years that he can't do what he's doing in the East in the West, and he's showing that with a great running mate, an MVP-type running mate like Anthony Davis, that he's second to none. And good for LeBron. He's uh, cementing his chance at, uh, at his legacy and his greatness in his pursuit of Kobe and Jordan and Kareem, um, and he is quickly catching them. And maybe this postseason is going to help him put some hardware on his fingers to help him out with those conversations. But this conversation, the MVP of 2020 is a conversation about who has been the best basketball player in this regular season. And our regular season has been stunted and it is not over, right. but we're pretty darn close with only eight coronavirus games left. And here's what I'll tell you. What do you want first, Maddie? You want the stat nerd in me or you want the Alex Ramirez take? Oh boy. I got both he for you. Just pick an order. I like the Alex Ramirez take better. So let's go with the statistical first. So that okay, way, because cool. it's like, do you want the good news or the bad news? I'll take yeah. the bad news first. That's what I'm talking about, Matty. Good yeah. choice. Okay. Per 36 minutes, Giannis leads LeBron James in points, rebounds, blocks, higher true, a true shooting percentage for good measure. Uh, per 36 minutes, Giannis has twice as many rebounds as LeBron and eight more points. Um, if you take all that stuff, 
He leads also in crazy things that I don't care about, like VORP and wind shares and PER and box plus minus. Just about every stat nerd thing has Giannis beating LeBron. My head's Lit- Literally the only category that LeBron's got Giannis in is assists. But we can throw all that stuff, stats, that, 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 that stuff out the window, right? <laughs> right. We can throw it all out because I hate all that stat stuff. But right. it does lead toward Giannis. But I, in hating that stat stuff, I like what happens on the court. And here's the thing. The second best player on Giannis's team is Chris Middleton. The second best player on Giannis's team is first team All-NBA Defensive Player of the Year, up and coming in his prime, Anthony Davis, who they just traded the whole roster for. So he's got a much, much, much better supporting cast at the all-star level. Maybe not at the bench role player level, but at the all-star level, it's not, it's, there's no question. And then here's the big thing for me. And this is where all the chips are down. He's been great. Giannis, that is. LeBron's been great. That's also true. There are four wins up in the win column and two losses less in the loss column, which means that LeBron is a full three whole games behind Giannis. You cannot have the conversation that LeBron is, is deserving of the MVP over Giannis until LeBron at least catches him in the standings. Like he's not ahead in the standings. He's not ahead in any of the stats. He doesn't, he has a better teammate. I can't see the LeBron argument. Now I can see the, the argument that LeBron is having an otherworldly year, uh, age 35 season in which he like, he's padding his hall of fame stats. That's right. amazing. It's awesome. I, I, I all due respect. He's a first team all NBA. This is an amazing year for LeBron. And if he can make a finals run, I'll be happy because I'm a Laker fan. But if we're just talking these two dudes, Giannis is putting up Shaq like numbers, early two thousands Shaq dominance, except for he can actually dribble and he can shoot a little bit and he can handle the ball. Like Giannis is, is, is Shaq 2.0 and uh, LeBron is LeBron, but it's just, he's just not there. The only way that I'll even consider LeBron is if somehow they pass these dudes in the standings. Right. And we don't see that happening anytime soon. Not at eight games. No. Yeah. There's just not enough time left. So uh, only time will tell, but uh, we have Giannis Antetokounmpo as the MVP. Absolutely. Bar none. Uh, And like, like uh, Alex said, LeBron James, I mean, amazing in the West. And it's amazing what he's been able to do in the West. Just as you said, people, his critics, he hushed them. So um, that's all we'll say for LeBron James. Hey, there's, there's nothing wrong with being the second best player in a league full of superstars. Like that's pretty freaking amazing. I I think the LeBron people get really, really like their, their panties in a bunch. Whenever you say Jordan's better than LeBron, like guys, listen, you're saying that Michael Jordan, the greatest athlete of all time is better than this dude. That's not disrespectful. Like it's not disrespectful LeBron. I I think LeBron is absolutely phenomenal and we should enjoy him every minute that we have with him. I'm not saying we should hate him. I'm not saying we should pick him apart. I'm not throwing any shade his way. I just don't think he's the MVP right now. He's got to win in one of those categories. He's not winning yeah. in points. He's not winning in the advanced stats. He's not winning in rebounds. He's not winning in, he's not winning in wins, guys. That's the one I really care about. Right. Once he's winning in wins, then we'll have the conversation. And if, he, if it were flipped, where, where Giannis was playing with Anthony Davis and LeBron was doing this on his own, then I think you could have an argument. Well, they're only three games back, but look, he's shouldering this load. But he's not. He's got the better teammate also. Very good. I like it. Well said here by the Matt and Alex show about uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. So he's the MVP this year where uh, you, Alex, and I are uh, both super excited to watch to see what's going to happen with those final eight games and then into the playoffs for the NBA. And it can't come back any sooner. And hopefully everybody is being good and being safe out there. Before Uh, you sign out, before you sign out, Matt, I got to get this out to the world. I got to apologize to everybody. My co-host here, I promise you, I'm going to teach him how to say Giannis Antetokounmpo. 
What I said, Giannis? I don't know. Giannis, Antikumpa, Lefo. What do you mean? Antikwampo? <laughs> Antikwampo. <laughs> I promise you guys, I'm sorry. I'll work with them. We'll do some hooked on phonics. All right, we're going to do some Greek, Some Greek hooked on phonics. <laughs> All right. Until then, uh, <laughs> we are signing out. Uh, that's, our, uh, that's our take. I kid, because I love you, Matty. You're the man. Man, sounds like Giannis Antetekupo, Antetekwapo, Come on, man. Come on, man. It sounds like the Greek freak might be on his way to back-to-back NBA MVPs. Man, he, he is a special player. He's a talented player. And both LeBron James and Giannis deserve the MVP this year. But there can only be one. So drop a comment, if you guys can, on our Instagram page, who you think should be the NBA MVP this season. And let us know why. Why you think that. We would appreciate it. Anyways, sticking with the NBA, speaking of LeBron, speaking of Giannis, we're going to shift over to some championship predictions because we got gold on the mind as the NBA playoffs is approaching. So, I have talked to my friends over at Clown Town Sports to just kind of give me an insight on who they think is going to win the NBA Finals from the Eastern Conference. Here they are. A team from the East who can win the NBA Finals this year. I'm going to start off, and I think the Heat are going to be a dark horse. I think the a, Heat, are, yeah, yeah. I think a healthy Heat team, like it's just been lethal all year. We've seen Jimmy Butler's mm-hmm. an animal. I love, I love their defense as well. I think they're they're going to be a really hard team to beat, uh, especially in Orlando too. A little bit of a not home field advantage, but I mean closer yeah. to home than other teams. Yeah, true. Yeah, they're definitely going to have like definitely the feel of just a Florida team being able to play down in Florida. Just the atmosphere, I feel like it's going to be the same. So it's going to be a lot easier for them to play. Yeah, exactly. Most of them don't really have to travel that much too. So it's like it's yeah. kind of a home field advantage in in a way for that for the uh, the Heat. And I think yeah. also the competition in the East is 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 not as strong as the West, in my opinion. Maybe. Uh I don't know. I feel like the top four teams are a lot better in the East than the top four teams in the West. I feel like you definitely have the Clippers and the Lakers in the West who, you know, one of the one of them is going to make it. But in the East, you have like it's the Celtics, the Heat, the uh, 76ers and the um, what, what the, the Bucks. Yep. And each, any of them could make the finals this year in the shortened season. Yeah, that's true. I, I also like um a couple dark horse teams that should be able to make the the uh, top eight in the West. I like the Pelicans. I do like the Pelicans. I think the Pelicans are definitely getting like a kind of advantage right now with the games that they're going to have to play before like the playoffs start because they're kind of in a position where they should win those games. And they're such a young team right now, so I yeah. feel like. Like missing this time isn't going to hurt them as much as some other teams with yeah. older players. Yeah, the other thing too is Dion. I don't think was like a hundred percent full health. Like he was coming back from an injury. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think like this time off for him especially is huge. And yeah, they've huge. Uh, yeah together as a team too. I've been seeing. So I think this team is going to be like definitely slept on going into this finals and, and hopefully be able to. I would love to see them make it and then definitely make a run. Yeah, definitely going back. There. Yeah, then we going back to the Heat, like, talking about them. Like, they're in Florida. Like, their team is in Florida, and they didn't really shut down many things, like, during this, like, 
quarantine and all that. So they've probably been able to go out and practice and work out and stuff True. in like some places that a lot of other states might have shut down. So I think they definitely yeah, have a true, big actually. advantage because a lot of them probably live in Florida in the off season anyway because they just want to stay close to their facility. Yeah, that's true. I think the Lakers have been uh, practicing too at some yeah. fans' house. I heard. I don't know if that's, yeah, if that's some, actually true, but yeah, some fans like had like I forget what what's the stadium we called or whatever. But what like anyway, like some yeah. guy had like a replica of it made like in his house, and so like he was inviting players to come practice there, and which is just crazy. Yeah, that's insane. They've all been practicing pretty much this entire time, <laughs> so they're gonna yeah. be lethal. They're gonna be lethal. It's gonna be for it. Bottom line, and uh, oh, I'm. So- it's gonna be it's gonna be the most competitive I think basketball has been in a while. Oh, it's gonna be insane! Like even these eight games, like they're all gonna be pretty much playoff games yeah. because these eight these uh, eight games before the actual playoffs are all pretty much must wins for these bubble teams, right? It's yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be insane like to watch. Tra- the Trailblazers, I think, didn't they make it? They made it, but I think, they have to, I think they have to win like every game. Yeah, I think yeah, they're not a bad team. I think they have a good shot at making it, but. Like the the Celtics, like their three games that they play, like the beginning of the season, like the scrimmage games or whatever. Yeah, they're playing the Thunder, the Pel- I mean, not the Pelicans, the Jazz, and the uh, Rockets, which is going to be pretty hard. But playing like these big teams, like to start out with, is going to get them a lot, like, pretty ready. And none and no players on the Celtics like tested positive for corona right now even though marcus smart had it like months ago he should be ready and back yeah he should be fine i think no other players have opted yeah. out too so yeah no yeah, no players on the celtics have opted out they're all they're great young team they're they're just i think they're gonna be that team to beat in the east i think the bucks the bucks are a good team but i think it's just gonna be difficult i'm not really sure how many of those bucks players are going to stay and opt into the season since i think a couple of them aren't from the U.S., and so they might, like, during all this, have gone back home to a different country or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I think that might be hard for them to even come back and just be able to get ready, and all like, for the season to start. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Brooke Lopez is uh, not in this country right now, so I, it might be tough yeah, for him to come back. That is going to be uh, tough. And he's, like, but, yeah, no, I like it. Yeah, Joey. Yeah. might not be able to do it. Uh, we'll see what happens there. No, I'm just going to so be really excited. interesting to see. I'm really excited. I'm not really sure about them. I, I didn't really see them in like this, this like shortened thing right now. Just, teams are such at like are at the best spot that they've been in in a while, and like all these players are healthy now. They're not like fatigued from playing in all these games in a row. They've been working out, just getting ready, and just just hyped for this news like this startup of the season again and just it's gonna be crazy just all the playoffs these games before being able to watch these teams fight to try and make it to the extra playoff spot this season is gonna be really fun to watch these playoffs about to be fire man it's about to be about to be electric i'm telling you um it sucks the predicament we're in with the pandemic and everything but maybe we could find some light in a very dark tunnel in the nba playoffs that's an interesting take i like it though taking the heat Kind of like the hometown team to maybe go out there and turn some heads. I like it. I like that pick. Very bold pick. Most people would have just take, taken the Bucks and just assumed the Bucks are going to win the Easter Conference. But the Heat have a good young squad that can surprise some teams. Well, I'm not just going to come on here and 
ask someone to say who's going from the Easter Conference. Because you know. You know me. Huge Lakers fan here. We got to hear about the Western Conference just as much as we got to hear about the Eastern Conference. So who's going to win the NBA Finals out of the Western Conference? I got my friends from Slow Grind Podcast on the show to bring some heat. NBA coming back, really excited. Uh, Big NBA fan. I'm a Knicks fan. That kind of sucks. But we won't talk about that. We're going to talk about the Western Conference and how it's probably going to be the Lakers and the Clippers playing each other. When it comes down to it, that's my guess. Um, They've been the best two teams in the West so far. If we're being honest, like they're just head and shoulders above everyone else. Uh, Not really like the Bucks in the East. They're, they still have some competition with the Rockets or the Nuggets. Like those, those, those two teams are like the one that pose the most threat to them. But really, I'm gonna like break down how the Lakers and the Clippers are like set up to win big. So both of the teams are deep. Whether you have the Clippers um, with their stars Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and then you have the likes of Pat Beverly, you have Lou Williams, you have Montrezl Harrell. You have Zubac, you have you have even Reggie Jackson off the bench. You have all these guys, um, Landry Shaman. You have all these guys, great role players that really shoulder the load. But then if you look at the Lakers, battle of the Staples Center, they also are deep. They obviously have LeBron and AD, but then they have, uh, they just signed J.R. Smith. They have Rondo. They have Dwight Howard. They have JaVale McGee. They have Caruso. They have uh, KCP. They have all these guys that are just built also like a veteran team. They're also built deeply. So this, if they end up playing each other in the Western Conference Finals, if it comes to that, um, they will for sure go six or seven games at least because they're going to go tip for tat. It's going to be annoying that they're not going to be playing in L.A. because I would have loved to see the Battle of the Staples Center. I thought that would be really entertaining and one that I was looking forward to watching uh, pre-corona. But obviously those circumstances can't happen right now. So what I believe is going to happen is uh, those two teams are going to play each other, but let's get into the dark horses. Who do you think the dark horses are? I'm, I'm going with the Nuggets, and uh, yeah, I think I'm just going to stick with the Nuggets because the Nuggets are also a deep team. Whether it's the two-man game between Jokic and uh, Murray, well, we have skinny Jokic now who kind of looks like KP, but we'll see how that turns out. I kind of liked him when he was fat. If we're being real, I kind of liked him when he was fat. He's Big, uh, big running, big guy running down the court, and then he'll just throw like a behind the back pass, like it's no big deal. Loved seeing that. Uh, so, two man game, and then you also have Will Barton, Gary Harris, Paul Millsap. You know, like it's a complete team. I don't know why I always say they're too young, and they they're just I don't know if they can get over that hump. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do think they're a very talented team. I just don't think they have a chance at winning. But let me give you a scenario in which they can surprise a couple of teams. There will be players that get sick. Let's be real. They're going to do testing. They're going to do this. They're going to quarantine. But let's be real. There's going to be people sweating on each other, people gross, like like breathing on each other. So obviously someone will get sick. The question is, who will it be? God forbid it's like a LeBron or an Anthony Davis or a Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, like one of those big guys. God forbid it's one of them. Like, bro the chances of them winning the finals or them advancing further in the playoffs gets hindered significantly. If LeBron goes down, yo, the Lakers are toast. 
Do you remember the you remember the Lakers when LeBron wasn't playing last year? Absolute garbage. Yeah, terrible. So if we take out LeBron, they're gone, and then who replaces them? A team like the Nuggets, a team like the Rockets, like those teams replace the Lakers. So obviously I'm hoping for everyone to be healthy, but I'm scared that someone's gonna get uh sick from a like a high profile guy is gonna get sick and ruin their chances at winning in the playoffs or like advancing further in the playoffs. You get what I'm saying? So personally I have the Lakers and the Clippers playing each other. But if someone were to get sick and, and like someone were to slip in, slip in would be the Nuggets do. I think the Nuggets have enough to beat either the Lakers or the Clippers. No. Not even a chance. If they make it to the finals, it would be a massive surprise. Massive, massive, massive. So, Lakers versus Clippers. I have the Lakers because I can't really bet against LeBron. LeBron is still the best player in the NBA. I, I'll hear the debate with Giannis and blah, 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 blah. No. LeBron is still the best guy. He's still the king. Until you take off his crown, until you take off his crown, and he's not the best guy, I give him another two, three years at, at like the legitimate top. Another two, three years. And then you'll have your Giannis's, your whoever else will like be that top guy. But for right now, LeBron's the best guy in the NBA. You can't deny it. And uh, I believe that you have LeBron, Giannis, and then basically everyone else. There's just like that second tier of players. Like they're really the top two guys. And that's who I think will be in the finals this year. A healthy Lakers and a healthy Bucks will make it to the finals. That is my prediction. And I have the Lakers winning in six because it's not Giannis' time yet. It's not his time yet. I'm sorry. It's still LeBron time. Still LeBron time. I believe in them. I believe in the Lake show. And honestly, we could see some fireworks um, in this close scenario. My fear, too many people are going to get sick and they're going to shut it down again. Let's hope that doesn't happen and the NBA plays the entire season and then we have free agency and then the next season starts up hopefully in December or January, that type of situation. But to wrap it all up, I say Lakers in seven over the Clippers and then Lakers in six over the Bucks. Lakers in six? Let's go! Hey man, that same exact prediction that I had a couple weeks ago on the show. I had the Lakers beating the Bucks in the finals in six games. Renee disagrees a little bit, but Renee's not here to defend himself. So Lakers over Bucks. Six games. I like the pick. I like the pick. I want to say thanks to the Slow Grind Podcast. They kind of came in clutch on this. That was that last topic. I don't know if you're following the Instagram page. We're having a hard time finding someone to cover it. So thank you for covering that topic. Anyways, we're going to shift a little bit. Shift into some football talk. That's enough basketball. We're all excited for basketball, but we're just as excited for the NFL season that is coming up. And all the storylines... That are happening right now in the NFL. It's kind of ridiculous. But the biggest one, obviously, is the Tom Brady move to Tampa Bay. And everyone's talking about it. Tampa Bay, or Tampa Brady, whatever you want to call it, is alive. And it's going to happen in the NFL season if we have an NFL season. So that kind of had me sit back and think, man, that Buccaneers team looks good. But at the same time, the Patriots just added Cam Newton. This kind of seems like a race for who can get into the championship again first between Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Who do I think is going to get the championship first? Uh, 
I'm not sure, honestly. It's a tough choice. Let's hear what my man Alex Robson from the Alex Robson Sportscast has to say about who will win a championship first. Is Tom Brady the greatest player in NFL history? Are you seriously asking is he the greatest player in NFL history? And by the way, Robert Kraft said by far. The answer is yes. What's going on, come on man, sports podcast nation. This is your man Alex Robson from the Robson Sportscast here to talk to you today about a couple key topics. Will the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with their upstart roster led by recently acquired quarterback Tom Brady win a Super Bowl before the vaunted empire in the New England Patriots? My answer to that question is yes. I believe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in far better position right now than the New England Patriots to win a Super Bowl in the future. Tom Brady is the only question mark. We do not know how many more years Tom Brady has left of him. He is over 40 years old. Two to three years max is what I got at Tom Brady. But look at the weapons they have around Tom Brady. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, OJ Howard, possibly even Rob Gronkowski if he stays after Brady retires. If Bruce Arians, the offensive genius head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, can draft the future quarterback of this roster there is no reason the Tampa Bay Buccaneers even after Brady is gone can contend for a Super Bowl with those weapons around him when we look at the New England Patriots we see their defense that is led by the greatest corner in the game right now in Stephon Gilmore and is buoyed by the greatest head coach of all time in Bill Belichick but you look on the offensive side there is not much there even with the recent Accusation of Cam Newton. Their best receiver currently is the old veteran in Julian Edelman. But he is built more as a slot guy, not a number one receiver. The offensive line is a bit of a question mark. And Lord knows who will be playing running back because they got about two or three running backs. Rex Burkhead, James White, Sonny Michelle. All of them show flashes, but they cannot stick to one. Now, that can, same can be said for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but I believe they got the steal of the draft at the halfback position and key Sean Vaughn out of Vanderbilt. I really like him, and I think he could be a cornerstone player for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers franchise. And that is why I personally believe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are better on path to win their first Super Bowl since John Gruden was the head coach. And the Patriots do it, claiming a seventh Super Bowl title. But that's it from me. All right, man. I forgive you. I forgive you for trying to steal the show, Alex. He brought that heat. He brought that heat. <laughs> I'm just having fun with it. But anyways, yeah, I mean, the Buccaneers definitely have a more loaded roster than the Patriots right now. But don't doubt Bill Belichick as Renee would probably say you see the acquisition of cam newton if they bring in a few more pieces they could be super bowl contenders again very quickly it just comes down to is tom brady going to win a super bowl in the next two or three years that he's got left in his career because obviously if he doesn't win a super bowl at the tampa bay buccaneers in the next couple of years i think it's more likely the patriots are going to win a super bowl before the buccaneers but that's my opinion i i think that it's possible the buccaneers are going to be super bowl contenders next year it's just whether or not they actually pull through 
I got someone else that you guys may recognize from all the collaborations we've done in the past who has something to say about the Patriots possibly winning a Super Bowl before the Buccaneers. Please welcome my boy, Piggy Bank Picks. Okay, Cam, I see you, I see you. Willing to go to New England, succeed to be the successor to Tom Brady? Oh my goodness, I like it, I like it. Can New England win the Super Bowl again? Can they do it again? Can they do it again? What's going on, everyone? It's your boy, Kevin Banks from Piggy Bang Picks. And I'm here to answer a question for my boys. You know, I come on sports. Come on, man, sports. And the question was asked, why the Patriots will be winning before the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? And it's quite simple, fellas. We're going to start with the head coach. And it's going to be Bill Belichick versus Bruce Arians. Now, Bruce Arians, man, is a great mastermind, great coordinator, and great head coach. But he does not have the hardware as a head coach for me to feel comfortable and say that he's going to beat out Bill Belichick, you know, the guy that has six rings, the most rings by any head coach. So that's number one. Number two. They're starting quarterbacks. Now, you know, Cam Newton is not necessarily the starter just quite yet. But on the other side, we have Tom Brady, the GOAT. But there's a window that's very, you know, it's closing very fast for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. He is 43 years old and we still haven't seen him, you know, any regression necessarily. But it's coming soon. Maybe not this year, maybe next. Maybe, you know, he loses some more arm strength or whatnot. But one thing that I know for certain, Cam Newton is still young. I know he has some injury history, but I feel like with a great coach like Bill Belichick, he's going to put him in the best position to go ahead and succeed. And Cam Newton has been to the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, he did not win. But Ron Rivera is not Bill Belichick. Bruce Arians is not Bill Belichick. And yeah. So we're going to go talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers once again. So they have a year or two to make this happen. The Patriots have another five years to make this happen. And I know the question is who's going to do it first. And I'm going to say Bill Belichick, man. I mean, you look at the AFC East. The AFC East is still wide open. You have the Miami Dolphins that are surging up, but they're not necessarily, you know, um, scaring anybody just yet. The Jets are not scaring anybody. The Buffalo Bills, yes, they are trending up, but the Buffalo Bills are still the Buffalo Bills. They have not been good since the 80s. So... Until I see something, you know, uh, consistently, I'm going to still go with Bill Belichick in that number one defense. And that's another thing. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers do not have a great defense. They have a great front seven, but that secondary is atrocious. Then, let's keep going. Talk about the NFC South. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got to face this team. The Saints, come on now. Drew Brees hasn't retired yet. The Saints are really about it. And Matt Ryan and the Falcons, I mean, I know they had some troubles uh, with uh, staying healthy on the defensive side of the ball especially, but they're a good team. They've been to the Super Bowl not that long ago, and they played who? Yeah, the New England Patriots. And then the Panthers, mm, well, I'm not sure that the Panthers really got who they need at the quarterback position, but, you know, they're no slouch either as a whole unit. Um, Got a couple, you know, big playmakers. But yeah, so the division is definitely tougher for the NFC South and um, the AFC's East is a lot easier. So also, I believe that the conferences, um, the NFC is uh, just a harder conference to come out of just because, you know, uh, it's pretty evenly spread out with how good the teams are. The AFC, you know, they have a couple of top dogs, but the Patriots have been one of them top dogs for so many years. So I'm going to go with consistency. Um, 
so yeah that's pretty much gonna break it down everybody uh the patriots will win before the tampa bay buccaneers guarantee it. it starts with coaching it starts with division um you know just player personnel all that good stuff and that's pretty much it man piggy bank picks shout out to my boy come on man sports for the question and great podcast follow all my podcasters as well we got a great group thank you all oh man kevin banks he always brings the sports heat man uh, let me tell you this guy brought us on his show one of the, the first show that asked us to come on and we had such a great time together talking about all kinds of fantasy football he's a fantasy football expert so definitely go check him out shifting over to baseball gonna close the show out talking about some mlb with my friend uh, joe morley sports very very good show i love joe morley sports he had us on his show as well so we've been here we're talking you know some baseball and i was just thinking man i wonder who's gonna hit the most home runs this year because me and renee are always arguing over bellinger or acuna is it gonna be one of those guys or could it be someone else so let's go to someone i would like to call a baseball expert Joe Morley Sports, who's going to hit the most home runs in the shortened 60-game MLB season? Who do I think will have the most home runs in the 60-game 60, like 60 short season? It's a short season, 60 games. So it only takes somebody getting hot. All you got to do is get hot for this short little time, and we've seen it over and over. We've seen guys get hot for a 10-game span. You know, they put up 12 home runs in 10 games, or, you know, something happens, and and it's interesting to me because um, they're going to play a lot of division games. So I, I had to break it down. I had to break it down to divisions, uh, who I think has the easier divisions, uh, stuff like that. I'm probably going to hurt some feelings. Pro- you know, People are probably going to get mad and say, hey, you didn't put this guy in. You didn't put this guy in. Well, it's hard. It's, it was, it was, it's hard to go through because, I mean, how many people hit 40 home runs last year? Ten? Uh, I want to say over 10, 10 people hit 40 home runs. Uh, so I would say we're looking at maybe 20 home runs, 25 home runs. If somebody hits 30, I mean, that's going to be unbelievable. But let's see. So, of course, I'm going to have to go with last year's home run leader. I'm going to have to say Pete Alonzo. He's going to have to be up there um, just because of the ballparks he plays in uh, and, and, and his track record from last year. He plays on a bad team, so... He's going to get pitched to. It's not like like they're going to pitch around him. Uh, they're going to be able to pitch it to him. So I can see him. Uh, Eugenio Suarez from the Reds. I like anybody. Anybody from the Reds is actually a pretty good pick, right? Especially with nobody in the stands. Well, they're, they're kind of used to that. But I would say the Reds would be, a good, would be a good pick. Of course, we have to take Bellinger. We have to take Trout. We have to say Yelich. Um, I'm going to say Arenado, throw him in there just because of Coors Field. I'm going to throw Bregman in there. So that's your normal guys that you're, that you're going to hear, you know, those four names. Um, but my dark horses, I'm going to throw in um, Josh Bell from Pittsburgh. I'm going to throw in Jock Peterson because, with the, you know, as a Dodger fan, but with the DH there, uh, Peterson's going to do more. And, and, dude, that guy put up 36 home runs. You know, and not even playing every day last year. So I'll put Jock in there. I'll put Matt Chapman from Oakland in there. Uh, he's, you know, he's up there. I'll put Juan Soto in the in the conversation. And another guy. This is a guy I think that might be able. He might be able to to steal it. And he's been quiet. And you know, his rookie year, a lot of people fell in love with him. 
And then after that, it's kind of like everybody died off on him. Everybody died off on this guy. They forgot. They don't talk about him that much. He got injured, but this guy is slowly. He's he's probably ranked. You know, he, he would have to be one of the best shortstop hitters in the game right now. So people are sleeping on him, and I think they continue to sleep on him. But I would say uh, Trevor Story is one guy to watch. You know, so I know I'm missing a lot of guys, and I know people are going to be like, "Hey, what about Acuna? What about Springer? Um, you know, Soler from." From Kansas City, I understand, but those those are my top guys. And if I had to make a pick, if I had to make a pick, and that, that's where it's tough. And you know, I just listed off what twelve good names of just like solid baseball players uh, that could that could go off at any moment. I mean, we've seen we've seen Bellinger, we've seen Trout, we've seen Yelich. You know, those are MVP players, and they they man they can hit it at the ballpark anytime. But I think I'm gonna go with the sleeper. I think. The guy who's going to win the home run, uh, the you know the home run, most home runs this year, you know, I, man, I I want to go with with Chapman. I, I I really do. I want to go with Chapman. I think, you know, last year he hit thirty six home runs, so I think, um, you know, being in that division, he's going to be playing the Angels, going to be playing the Mariners, the Astros, the Rangers. You know, and that's another guy I missed was Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo, man, he, that guy can get out. That's all he does. He hits a home run or strikes out. But I would go with Matt Chapman. I think Chapman's going to be the guy this year, home run king. Um, not sure what he'll hit for average or anything else. But I would say Chapman, home run, will be the top home run guy. And everybody else that I just listed will be right there around the top. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you, you can get mad at Maybe I missed your guy, but... Uh, Matt Chapman from the Oakland A's will probably be the 60 game, 60 game season home run uh, leader. That, that's what I'm going with. We are so lucky to have the baseball players that we have nowadays, man. These guys are so exciting, so entertaining to watch. They keep baseball so much fun to be a part of, and I'm excited for the MLB season to to actually happen, even if it's a shortened season. So I like all of Joe's picks of guys that could possibly lead the league in home runs for the 60-game season. Even though Joe's a Raider fan and I'm a Charger fan, we still try to get along the best we can. You know, I don't like his colors, gray and black, but we'll let him on the show because he knows his stuff about sports. Well, that's it, guys. I appreciate everyone listening. Um, let us know if you liked this. If you didn't like this, we'll not do it again, or we will do it again. Uh, it was fun to do it. Fun to hear everyone's takes on all the different topics. And uh, next week, we're going to have a regular episode again. Or actually, next week, we might have a live. I'll let you guys know on the Instagram page. One thing I want to say is uh, uh, stop what you're doing right now if you're still listening to this episode. Obviously, you enjoyed it. <laughs> and go on whatever platform you're listening on, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, and hit the follow button. So that way, you are alerted next week when we drop another episode right here in this exact location. Thanks for listening, guys. Right now, I'm going to let the beat play just a little bit longer. And then right after that, every single podcast that you heard on here today, I'm going to put a little plug of where to find them and who they are if you guys want to go look them up and, and, and check them out. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it, as always. And we are going to finish by saying, Come on, man.
What's up guys, Morris here from the Slow Grind Podcast. Big shout out to Come On Man Sports Podcast for having me on today. Uh, you got all these guys together and I'm really happy I was able to keep All right, that's the Matt and Alex show. Uh, listen to us. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you find your favorite podcast. We are just a couple of guys that like to have fun in a bar room type atmosphere. Hit us up. Alex and Matt podcast at gmail.com. That is Alex and Matt podcast at gmail.com. We're on Instagram. We love you all. All we want to do is talk some sports, talk some shit and drink a beer. Amen, brother. Yeah. I'm Joe Morley. Joe Morley sports.com is where you can find me. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, um, all that at Joe Morley sports all around on every platform. You can find my uh, my podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, any basically every platform that you can listen to a, a, a podcast. That's where I'm at. But you can go to JoeMorleySports.com and that would link you to everything you need to. You can even contact me on there, I, and and I appreciate that. You know, and I appreciate you guys letting me come on here, and it's it's been awesome. And yeah, hit me up, and I love to talk sports. So if you're ready to talk, hit me up, and I'll talk to you guys whenever you guys want. But uh, JoeMorleySports.com is where you're going to find me. Hey, guys. This is Matt Devine from the Divine Sports Gospel Podcast. Very thankful to have uh, Come On Man Sports to uh, let me talk a little bit during their new collaboration episode. So thank you, boys. Keep up the good work. Hi. Uh, this is Joe from Clown Town Sports here. And then we also got Higgy. And, uh we are found on Anchor, Instagram, TikTok, anything and everything. And uh, definitely check us out. What's going on, everyone? It's your boy, Kevin Banks from Piggy Bang Picks. Shout out to my boy, Come On Man Sports, for the question. And great podcast. Follow all my podcasters as well. We've got a great group. Thank you all. Follow the Robson Sportscast on Instagram, at the Robson Sportscast. And be sure to check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Anchor, and more to get that good old-fashioned sports talk. This is your man, Alex Robson, from the Robson Sportscast, signing off.